Greetings, detective. Welcome to the Murder Mystery Company and our new free service, Calm Mystery. We know that many of you need that calm and centered moment, but meditation isn't necessarily your thing. If you're a mystery lover, a crime fan, and could use a break, you've come to the right place. It sure is a suspenseful world out there, but I have good news for you. In this world, the only suspense will come from the world's best writers. For the next few minutes, we're going to close the door on the outside world. First, find a comfortable chair, sofa, or bed. Take a moment to just relax into that spot. Let your body sink in, slowly releasing the day's tension. Just relax. You've earned this time. You need this time for you. Your body will thank you. Now let's take a moment to clear your mind. I want you to focus on two things. My voice and your breathing. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Let it out slowly through your mouth. Now the same thing, but let's breathe on my count. Three counts in and four counts out. Breathe in. One, two, three. Now out. One, two, three, four. As we do this, you're going to slowly relax more and be perfectly ready for tonight's dastardly tale. Now again, breathe in. One, two, three. Now out. One, two, three, four. One more time, breathing out the last bit of stress. Breathe in. One, two, three. Now out. One, two, three, four. Excellent. Tonight's tale of mystery, intrigue, and murder is truly spine-tingling. A moment later, he was on his way hurrying swiftly through the darkness toward the edge of town. The early morning sunlight was blinding. Lois halted, gasping for breath, swaying back and forth. Sweat ran down in his eyes. His clothing was torn, shredded by the brush and thorns through which he had crawled. Ten miles on his hands and knees, crawling, creeping through the night. His shoes were mud-caked. He was scratched and limping, utterly exhausted. But ahead of him lay Oak Grove. He took a deep breath and started down the hill. Twice he stumbled and fell, picking himself up and trudging on. His ears rang. Everything receded and wavered. But he was there. He had got out, away from Pikeville. A farmer in a field gaped at him. 
From a house, a young woman watched in wonder. Lois reached the road and turned onto it. Ahead of him was a gasoline station and a drive-in. A couple of trucks, some chickens pecking in the dirt, a dog tied with a string. The white-clad attendant watched suspiciously as he dragged himself up to the station. Thank God! He caught hold of the wall. I didn't think I was going to make it. They followed me most of the way. I could hear them buzzing, buzzing, and flitting around behind me. What happened? The attendant demanded. You want a wreck? A hold-up? Lois shook his head wearily. They have the whole town, the city hall and the police station. They hung a man from the lamppost. That was the first thing I saw. They've got all the roads blocked. I saw them hovering over the cars coming in. About four this morning, I got beyond them. I knew it right away. I could feel them leave, and then the sun came up. The attendant licked his lip nervously. You're out of your head. I better get a doctor. Get me into Oak Grove, Lois gasped. He sank down on the gravel. We've got to get started. Cleaning them out. Got to get started right away. They kept the tape recorder going all the time he talked. When he had finished, the commissioner snapped off the recorder and got to his feet. He stood for a moment, deep in thought. Finally, he got out his cigarettes and lit up slowly, a frown on his beefy face. You don't believe me, Loyce said. The commissioner offered him a cigarette. Loyce pushed it impatiently away. Suit yourself. The commissioner offered him a cigarette. Loyce pushed it impatiently away. Suit yourself. The commissioner moved over to the window and stood for a time, looking out at the town of Oak Grove. I believe you, he said abruptly. Loyce sagged. Thank God. So you got away. The commissioner shook his head. You were down in your cellar instead of at work. A freak chance. One in a million. Loyce sipped some of the black coffee they had brought him. I have a theory, he murmured. What is it? About them, who they are. They take over one area at a time, starting at the top, the highest level of authority, working down from there in a widening circle. When they're firmly in control, they go on to the next town. They spread slowly, very gradually. I think it's been going on for a long time. A long time? Thousands of years. I don't think it's new. Why do you say that? When I was a kid, a picture they showed us in Bible League, a religious picture in old print, the enemy gods defeated by Jehovah, Moloch, Beelzebub, Moab, Balin, Ashtaroth. So? They were all represented by figures. Lois looked up at the commissioner. Beelzebub was represented as a giant fly. The commissioner grunted. An old struggle. They've been defeated. The Bible is an account of their defeats. They make gains, but finally they're defeated. Why defeated? They can't get everyone. They didn't get me, and they never got the Hebrews. The Hebrews carried the message to the whole world, the realization of the danger. The two men on the bus... I think they understood. Had escaped like I did. 
He clenched his fists. I killed one of them. I made a mistake. I was afraid to take a chance. The commissioner nodded. Yes, they undoubtedly had escaped as you did. Freak accidents. But the rest of the town was firmly in control. He turned from the window. Well, Mr. Loyce, you seem to have figured everything out. Not everything. The hanging man, the dead man hanging from the lamppost. I don't understand that. Why? Why did they deliberately hang him there? That would seem simple. The commissioner smiled faintly. Bait. Loyce stiffened. His heart stopped beating. Bait? What do you mean? To draw you out. Make you declare yourself. So they'd know who was under control and who had escaped. <laughs> Loyce recoiled with horror. Then they expected failures. They anticipated. He broke off. They were ready with a trap. And you showed yourself. You reacted. You made yourself known. The commissioner abruptly moved toward the door. Come along, Loyce. There's a lot to do. We must get moving. There's no time to waste. Loyce started slowly to his feet, numbed. And the man? Who was the man? I, I never saw him before. He wasn't a local man. He was a stranger. All muddy and dirty, his face cut, slashed. There was a strange look on the commissioner's face as he answered. Maybe, he said softly. You'll understand that, too. Come along with me, Mr. Loyce. He held the door open, his eyes gleaming. Loyce caught a glimpse of the street in front of the police station. Policeman. A platform of some sort. A telephone pole. And a rope. Right this way, the commissioner said, smiling coldly. As the sun set, the vice president of the Oak Grove Merchants Bank came up out of the vault, through the heavy time locks, put on his hat and coat, and hurried outside onto the sidewalk. Only a few people were there, hurrying home to dinner. Good night, the guard said, locking the door after him. Good night, Clarence Mason murmured. He started along the street toward his car. He was tired. He had been working all day down in the vault, examining the layout of the safety deposit boxes to see if there was room for another tier. He was glad to be finished. At the corner, he halted. The streetlights had not yet come on. The street was dim. Everything was vague. He looked around and froze. From the telephone pole in front of the police station, something large and shapeless hung. It moved a little with the wind. What the hell was it? Mason approached it warily. He wanted to get home. He was tired and hungry. He thought of his wife, his kids, a hot meal on the dinner table. But there was something about the dark bundle, something ominous and ugly. The light was bad. He couldn't tell what it was. Yet it drew him on, made him move closer for a better look. The shapeless thing made him uneasy. He was frightened by it, frightened and fascinated. And the strange part was that nobody else seemed to notice it. Thank you for listening to Calm Mystery, a Murder Mystery Company production. To solve your own case with us, 
Visit MurderMysteryZoomParty.com, all one word, and use code CALM, C-A-L-M, for $20 off your own murder mystery party. We have dozens of entertaining detectives. You can even ask for me, Perry, by name. If no one else can help, and if they can find me, maybe I can help you become Detective of the Night. That's MurderMysteryZoomParty.com, all one word, code CALM.